Let's welcome Denny one more time. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Uh, the little gal that was on the uh, uh, announcements, uh, 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 where is she? Please stand up, sweetheart, if you would, please. If you don't mind. You can remove the look of shock and awe off of your face. This is going to be good and wonderful and edifying and exhorting and comforting. So, are you okay with me prophesying to you? Sure. Okay, because you look like you're terrified. Is this your hubby? Yes. Hi, hubby. Nice to meet you. And is that your perfect little baby? Yeah. Huh? Hi there, sweetie pie. She's that. He or she? He. He. He's perfect. Yes, he is. Hi there. So anyway, uh, your first name? Curran. Hey, Curran. Uh, for the rest of this year, angelic activity is going to come to the next level. You are the beneficiary of an angel. Uh, that was with your mother during her pregnancy, about seven months into your mother's pregnancy, uh, an angelic intervention took place, touched your mother's womb, allowed you to be delivered full term, healthy, healthy, and, 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 and happy. Uh, but the Lord would say, your angel has returned, uh, and now he's bringing with him another one. And from now for the rest of the year, get ready to be the beneficiary of increased angelic activity in your life. The Bible says that angels have been sent to us who are the heirs of salvation. They're just not running around with nothing to do. They're all on an assignment. They all have been assigned to us. So your angel is going to accompany you for the rest of the year. Another one is going to join him. And you're going to have a number of uh, situations that will be the result of angelic, increased angelic intervention. So get ready, get ready, get ready to enjoy the intervention of your angelic beings. Amen and amen. God bless you. Amen. <clears throat> you would have thought, I mean, she had a look of absolute terror on her face, but it was good. Now listen to me. I shared last night that the supernatural is real. I'm going to say it again. The supernatural is real. The supernatural is real. You can rely on it. You can depend on it. Some of us have staked our lives on it. Amen. Amen. And we've not been disappointed. We found out, what do you know? It's real. God is real. So his realm, the spirit realm, is real. Why? It's his realm. He's in charge of it. Prophecies are real. Dreams are real. Visions are real. The gifts of the Spirit are real. Healings are real. Miracles are real. Signs and wonders, etc., etc. All the angels, angels, all the supernatural stuff, we get it. It's real. Amen. And so I prophesied last night that God is charging this atmosphere. I believe it's twice as strong this morning as it was last night. I believe that if you're a visitor from another church, you can take what's happening here this morning back to your church and ignite a fire there. Uh, because if you've ever noticed some of the uh, famous painters uh, that would paint religious artwork, and if you remember, they tried to paint what Christ looked like and what the original apostles of the Lamb looked like. And if you remember some of those religious pictures, they would often paint an aura or a rainbow uh, 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 around them. Did you ever see those religious paintings where you want like, what? What, what was that about? That's because... There was an atmosphere around him. And wherever he went, he took his atmosphere. Come on. And then he transferred it to the 12. 
amen. And they had an atmosphere, so the, they didn't know how to depict it. So in order to put it in natural terms, they would paint this aura, uh, this orb, or this bubble, or this envelope, this thing over them, which depicted the presence of God. Well, I'm here to tell you that hasn't changed. And so you have an atmosphere. So you need to learn how to release it. And in just a minute, I'm going to release mine. Well, how do you do that, Prophet Kramer? I do it by faith. But what if I'm never going to be in full-time ministry like you? You still have an atmosphere. What if I'm not going to be an apostle or prophet? You still have an atmosphere. And you need to release it so I can start seeing that aura, that orb, that bubble, that that envelope of God's grace and power uh, in and on and around you. All right? And so the supernatural is real. We charged the atmosphere last night. We're charging it again this morning. When I'm long gone to Japan, where I'm going in one Wednesday or wherever else I'm going after that, this atmosphere will still be here. It will still remain charged. And you can tap into it ah, by faith. The kingdom of God is not for the faint of heart. The kingdom of God suffers violence, spiritual resistance. And it is the spiritually strong or violent, listen, that take it by force. What do you mean? It's not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of spiritual cowards. Oh, they love God and they're faithful to attend and they may like to worship and tithe, but they have no adventure in them. They're not willing to take a risk. They are not spiritually violent. Amen. But the kingdom that we are in, you only succeed based on your spiritual violence. Your, your ability to say, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go on the offensive. And that's what this morning is about. My prophecies over some of you are going to put you on the offensive. Amen. I'm going to turn you into spiritually violent people. Spiritually violent now. Come on. The kingdom of God suffers violence. Every demon and every devil in this area did not want us to gather today. But because angels encamp around about them that fear him and deliver them, we are here today. Amen. And we're going to have a great prophetic service. Some of you are going to hear from God. Wow. An awesome claim. Think about it. Think about it. We're going to hear from God. Where are we? Bridgeville. Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. God's going to speak to a bunch of folks in Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. Amen. And you'll never be the same. So when I'm done, you've got to do something with your prophecies. You don't need 634 words to do the will of God. Come on. You need a half a dozen good ones. And you need to do something with them. So you're going to war with your prophecies. What do you mean? You're going to war with them. You're going to go on the offensive. Okay? So I'm getting ahead of myself. I still want to share that with you. Uh, But she needs to get ready for angelic activity. I'm now supposed to pray over you guys. The Lord has interrupted my order already. Well, the Bible says, do all things decently and in order. Listen, we have enough decency and we have enough order. Every now and then we need to be a little more spontaneous. Amen. This is not what I plan to do. I even told Pastor Chris right before the meeting, here's what I'm going to do. He goes, okay. So what's the first thing I do? Go against exactly what I told him I was going to do. I'm going to oil you two up 
I'm going to oil the gears of your ministry. I'm going to oil the wisdom of God in you. You will ooze with a new level and a new revelatory nature of the wisdom of God. For my word says, if a man or woman of God lack it, that would be you and you. Ask me. Just ask me. Now, my son and daughter, I'm going to anoint you. Oil, 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 oil. The oil of wisdom, wisdom, wisdom from above, wisdom from above. You need to be re-envisioned. You've done nothing wrong. You've just run out of vision. You have a new building and lots of parking. And you have new people coming in. So you need a vision. You need a vision. The Lord would say, son and daughter, I want you to begin uh, to recruit a a new group of leaders to stand with you. I'm going to broaden the base of the eldership. I'm going to bring more uh, faithful men and women into the house. And they're going to begin to shoulder the load along with you and you. So get ready to grow and expand the eldership. Get ready to grow and expand the deacons and the deaconesses. And get ready, my son and daughter, uh, before the growth comes, to have enough staff in position to receive and to manage the people that are going to come. The Lord would say today, I am, I am the Lord of the harvest. They're my sheep, and I call them by name this day, and I speak to the north, come on. I speak to the south, I speak to the east, I speak to the west. I speak to the north, south, east, and west. I call them in. I bring them in. I'm bringing in the sheep. I'm bringing in the sheep. I'm bringing in the sheep. And God would say growth and expansion uh, is inevitable. So God says, begin now, my son and daughter, to put into place the key people who will head up, even some departments that don't even exist yet. Get ready for new departments to be created. Get ready for new department heads to be assigned, uh, says the Lord. And this will be a place of great healing, my son and daughter. Uh, I gave you a vision years ago that you would complete the healing process and the hurting and the wounded and the bleeding. Well, God would say, get ready. This will be a hospital. This won't be a little quick medical center. This won't be a little uh, uh, two-by-four clinic. It'll be, if you will, a spiritual uh, medical center. And I will bring people here in in need of great healing. And I will heal them and restore them. And I will put them back together again. And the Lord would say, all the Humpty Dumpties, all the Humpty Dumpties that the men and women could not put back together again. I will bring them here. And the Lord would say, pastors and their wives that are hurting and wounded and bleeding, I will bring them here from multiple states and you will put them back together again. And the Lord would say, son and daughter, the influence of this church is now going to grow beyond the county that it is in. Multiple counties, multiple counties, Umandi multiple counties. People will come from the north, south, east, and west. I did it. I brought you here. You said, Lord, we have a lot of empty seats. We have a lot of empty parking spots. Not for long, not for long, not for long. God says, I'm your advertiser. I'm, I'm better than TV. I'm better than radio. I'm better than the newspaper. I'm better than the internet. I'm going to get the word out. I'm going to get the word out. The Lord says, this will be a place of no judgment. This will be a, pl- a safe place. I'll bring people here that are wounded and bleeding. They'll barely be able to get through the doors. They'll barely be able to get through the doors. They'll have their hands over their hearts saying, we were wounded, we were uh, bleeding, uh, but we came here. This will be a place of the wine and the oil. This will be a place where the good Samaritan came aside and he poured. He poured in the wine and the oil. You would be the wine, man of God. You would be the oil, woman of God. Get ready, get ready to pour the wine and the oil into the hurting and the wounded and the bleeding along the Jericho Road. So get ready, my son and daughter, to lay hands on people. Get ready to mentor the younger generation. Get ready to be teachers in your own way. Uh, Get ready to teach and mentor and tutor those who need to understand the basics in Christ. 
And the Lord would say, I have built this house, this church, this ministry upon a strong foundation, says the Lord, going way back to Dudley and Winnie. And now as the baton was passed on to you two, you have followed the great tradition of being a word-centered church. Do not cave in to modernism. Do not cave in to the trends and the tendencies of, of this day. For the Lord would say, rightly divide, my son and daughter, rightly divide the word of truth for it is forever settled in the heavens. So the Lord would say, son and daughter, get ready for oil to drip. Get ready for oil to drip off of your mouths, off of your tongues, off of your fingers and hands, uh, speaking symbolically of an increased anointing there. That's what breaks the yoke. That's what breaks the yoke. That's what breaks the yoke. And the Lord would say, the banner over this house is love. The banner over this house is love. Do not judge, but love, welcome and receive. You'll be criticized by other churches for being too open and too liberal. And you received who? And you welcomed what? But God would say, open the door and bring them in. I'll, fa- I'll find them and I'll save them. I'll bring in broken marriages. I'll bring in couples who haven't even tied the knot, but they're acting like they did, if you get my drift. And God would say there'll be many weddings, many weddings, many weddings. You'll not have to convict or condemn or judge. You'll say, well, it's your turn. Come on. Weddings, weddings, and more weddings. Weddings, weddings, and more weddings of people who have been living together and have not previously been married, says the Lord. Also, my son and daughter, in the spirit realm, there has been a shaking and a quaking. There has been an upheaval. There has been a war over this house. There has been a war. The devil didn't want you here. He did everything to keep you two out of here. But I did it. I moved supernaturally. I moved sovereignly. But the war continues. There has been a targeted attempt by the enemy to undermine this ministry and to put you two under stress and strain and to come against you two. Even in the night hours, you two have had your armor on, your shields and your your swords. You go to bed with your armor on, but the Lord would say, I'm announcing today that the attack against this couple has been ferocious and has been unfair, and the devil has said, i got to take them out. If I can destroy the shepherds, if I can destroy the shepherds, ha-ha, I got the sheep. But I am a shield about both of you. You have been the beneficiaries of the presence and the power of God around you like a shield. I have been that shield. I have shielded you from 97% of the attacks that the enemy has brought against you. The other 3%, I just let it come in so that you could rise up against it and go on the offensive against the attacks of the enemy. Be, uh, be clear, my son and daughter, that Satan hates you. He has desired to sift you two as wheat. He has desired to sift you two as wheat. But I have prayed for you and you, and I have prayed for this people, and I have prayed for this ministry that it would not fail. So take courage, my son and daughter. I've been interceding for you two 24-7. And although Satan wanted to desire and sift you and you as wheat, it has failed because in me, in me, you live and move and have your being. So I'm re-envisioning both of you. Lord says it's time to pick up, pick up and move on. Go, 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 grow, grow, grow. Advance, advance, advance. Your ministry motto will be charge, charge. I want you to be bold and aggressive and I don't want you to be on the trapeze with a net. Get up on the trapeze, but there won't be any net. Get up on the trapeze. Well, I'm not getting up on that trapeze without a net. I am your net. I am your net. I have plenty of folks on the trapeze with nets under them. And I love them. 
And I like them, and I'm with them, and I'm for them. But I'm looking for some folks to get up on the trapeze without a net. That would be you and you. You will not fall. You will not fail. I've got a grip on both of you. You will succeed in what I've called you two to do because you did not put yourselves here. I did it. I did it. And the Lord would say, the anointing is going to increase. Get ready for supernatural things. Get ready for phenomenon to break out. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to mess with you. I'm just going to surprise you on the left and on the right. Supernatural things are going to happen. And there are people who have been so against you that they have actually conspired behind your backs to see you fail. And you two have tried to be nice and sweet and loving and kind. But you've been naive. There are those that didn't want you here. There are those that did everything in the name of witchcraft to keep you from here. But I got on a bulldozer and I bulldozed the path from the old church to the new church. And I brought you right down here and I put you on this ground. This is my ground. This is my land. I own it. I gave it to you. I entrusted you with it. But God says, those that have come against you, I am angry with. And I'm going to begin to deal with those that have cursed you too. Lebanta. Sita, and I'm breaking the witchcraft off of both of you. I'm breaking the word curses. Oh, 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 off of both of you. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. There! New freedom, new liberty, release. Release on you and in you and to you both. Release from all that the enemy has brought against you. Get ready, my daughter, for the dreams of the Lord. If you think you've had some doozies in the past... You're going from a minor league dreamer, Manchile, to a major league dreamer there. There! I've opened the faucet. Now you're going to begin to see in 3D and color. Wow, wow, wow. You'll just sit there and observe all these scenarios in your dreams. I will interpret them. I will apply them. Dreams, dreams, and more dreams. My son, the word of knowledge is coming to a new level. It's going to wonderfully interrupt your sermons. You're welcome. Get ready in the middle of your message to begin to have the gifts of the Spirit intervene and intercede and interrupt, 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 interrupt. And so God would say, word of knowledge, my son, word of knowledge will come to the forefront. It will attach itself to some of your seasonal teachings and your uh, predictive prophecies and ministry words. And so God says, get ready uh, for the word of knowledge to come to a new level. And the Lord would also say, my son and daughter, this will now be a training center. It will not just be a well. It will not just be filled with a wave of healing, but it'll also be a training center. I'm going to give you two uh, insight and revelation, and you're going to begin to put together a training philosophy and training curriculums and training symposiums, and there'll be classrooms filled with students, and everyone will say, you guys, it's like you have a Bible college in that church, and God would say, you will teach and train and send people to the nation to the nations, to the nations, to the nations. And so get ready for the airport to bring people here. Get ready for the airport to send people there. Uh, The Lord says, son and daughter, this is a new season. The past is the past. A time of refreshing today comes from the presence of the Lord. The two of you have been overworked and underpaid. And and the Lord says, even those that have criticized the two of you, even those two that have come against you to curse you, the Lord says, I'm snapping the word curses off of you. I'm restoring. I'm refreshing and I'm filling. On the count of three, here I come. On the count of three, here I come. Times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. I'm going to fill you again. I'm going to fill you again. The sound of a rushing mighty wind. There, get ready, get ready, get ready, get 
ready, get ready, get ready. Here I come. I'm the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. You two need to be filled again. You've been drained. You've been drained. You've been drained. The two of you have been operating on 73 to 77% of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So I've got to top you off. And so the Lord says, here I come. I'm the baptizer. So receive. Drink. 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 Breathe. 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 Here I come. One, two, three. I'm filling you there. Yeah, filling you up, filling you up. Now you'll be that spirit-filled couple again. Yeah, I'm removing battle fatigue. Mm -hmm. I'm removing areas of discouragement, pockets of discouragement that the enemy has profited from. You will now be able to say, devil, you're going to lose the big battles and you're going to lose the little ones. God would say, son and daughter, I've called you to pastor champions. I've called you to pastor winners. I've called you to pastor a supernatural church. A supernatural church. Lord says, son and daughter, get ready to move and walk among the people of God. I see your services being wonderfully interrupted where uh, Pastor Chris and Pastor Pam actually are walking in and among the people of God, having words of knowledge, discerning spirits with healings and, and miracles. And the Lord says, get ready for the demons to cry out. Get ready for them to try to argue with you. You can't cast us out. You will cast out devils that have been entrenched for generations and years in individuals. And liberty and freedom will prevail in this house. And the Lord would say there is a financial miracle uh, on its way. It's in the pipelines. You guys have been faithful to sow. You've been faithful to steward the finances. But God would say there's a big chunk. I said there's a big chunk. It's a big chunk. And it's in the pipelines, and it's on its way to this house. You're welcome, says the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. 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 God does not deal in hypotheticals. God does not deal in theoreticals. He's real. Listen to me. When he speaks, he creates. What you just heard was a creative prophecy. I don't mean creative in the sense of artistic. I mean creative in the sense of bringing into existence new realities. Amen. I saw oil dripping off their hands. Stuff's going to happen. I saw them toward the end of the prophecy in meetings like this, moving. Both Pastor Chris and Pastor Pam were moving in and among the people, and stuff was happening. (laughs) I'm telling you, get ready. Get ready. This is the New Testament. We are in the New Covenant. This is it. So why not us? And why not here? And why not now? Amen. Get ready. I saw people accusing you of being like a Bible study. You guys have such a grounded uh, teaching and training center. It's like you guys have a Bible school here. And so God's going to grow and develop that whole arm of your ministry. I saw people coming through the doors with their hands on their hearts, just bleeding to death spiritually. And I saw God healing them. I saw pastors and their spouses coming from great distances to be healed in the house of God. They might come for six months. They might come for five years, but they'll come here to be healed. And then I saw the shepherd of the church. 
I saw him speak to the north, south, east, and west. His name is Jesus. You may have heard of him. I saw him speak to the north, the south, the east, and the west. And I saw him calling uh, people uh, into the house of God. Amen. And then I saw him sitting on a bulldozer. And he started up where the old building was, and he got on a bulldozer, and in spite of all the demons and devils that didn't want this to happen, I saw him in a bulldozer plow a straight road right down to this place. And then he claimed ownership. He says, this isn't your land, this isn't your building, it's mine and I gave it to you. And I believe that the Lord is jealous over this house. I believe he's jealous over why it was first formed and built and the foundation it was built on. I don't mean the physical structure, I mean the ministry. So I think this, God's, this was God's idea. I think all along he had this in mind. I don't think anything surprises him. I believe he planned it. And so the leadership, the senior couple, they're going to take that prophetic word, they're going to write it all down, and they're going to war with it. That's what you do with prophecies. Amen? And so the Holy Spirit just interrupted me again and told me the new order of the meeting, and it wasn't my order. You know, there was a famous man once. You ever heard of Rodney Howard Brown? Yeah, yeah. When he first came to the States from Australia... Where's he from? South Africa. You're right, South Africa. He first came to the States. He had meetings just outside Albany, New York. And if you know Rodney Howard Brown, you know, God shows up in his meetings. Well, it hadn't happened yet. He was coming to do evangelistic meetings, to have a crusade. So he had this meeting outside of Albany, New York, and in the middle of his meeting, God showed up. And people started laughing hysterically. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. And so the laughter broke out. Mass laughter. Mass laughter broke out in his meetings. And Rodney was very upset. Oh, yeah. He went back. To, he'll tell you the story. He went back to his hotel room, sat down and said, Now, I came here to this country to conduct evangelistic crusades. You, he says this to the Lord, you interrupted my meetings. And you got to hear, you got to hear what the Lord said. The Lord said, Rodney... The way your meetings have been going, they needed to be interrupted. Isn't that good? So every time there's an interruption in my meetings, I figured they needed to be interrupted. Amen, amen. So I want to do this rather than what I was going to do. I would like Daniel and Heather Serrano to come forward and line up right across here. Actually, I want them to start right here. So Daniel and Heather right here. And then Steve and Corinne Henry, come on down. Did I already pray for you, sweetheart? Come on up anyway. Might, might have some more. Um, and so you're the first couple? Good. I wanted to pray for you since I've been here. Good. Stand right there, sweetheart, right there. And then you hubby next to you. And then, uh, so this is Daniel and Heather. And then Steve and Corinne. And then uh, Josh and Jake, who are brothers. And I'm going to mispronounce their name again. Allison. Wow. Josh and Jake Allison. Come on down. The price is right. Stand right here. Yeah, I just want you to know you're, you're definitely brothers. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely brothers. And uh, how old are you guys? 24. 24. Cool. You are obviously identical twins. <laughs> Paternal? Uh-huh. And you still look like this? <laughs> wow. wow. You got hair and everything. Wow, that's really good. Remember that? Remember when you and I had hair? Remember that? Huh? It's a while. <laughs> Uh, Bria and Maya Weston come on down the price is right 
Stand right here if you would, gals, right here. And then uh, Allie, is she here? Allie, Lerda, Lerda. Allie, come on down, Allie, if you will. The price is right. Are we going to get her or is she here? Are you Allie? Hi, Allie. Come right up here, sweetheart, if you would, please. You can stand right over here. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Amen. Isn't it exciting to be in the house of the Lord, huh? Wow. Are you girls related? Huh? How are you related? Yeah, what is this, huh? This is starting to really freak me out. I mean, everyone looks like everyone else up here. Man, oh man. Okay, good. Uh, So uh, you're doing a great job. You're staying connected. You can feel the atmosphere. Uh, you can, I can feel your faith, your excitement, your expectation. I mean, you're just sucking the anointing right out of me. That's the way it should be. Uh, you heard what God wants to do with your senior couple, and you heard in that what God wants to do with you. Amen? So I declare that the best days of this ministry are before it. Amen. And the Lord spoke about a time of refreshing for them. And, you know, sometimes prophets will see things that you don't see. I've often had people come to me and say, well, that was a nice word, but I I just didn't see it. And my response is, I know. (laughs) No, you got to get this. If you could see on your own everything there was to see, I wouldn't have a job. No, think about it. They were known as seers before they were known as prophets because of their supernatural ability to see, which, of course, we realize is because we need to see things. And sometimes we won't, and sometimes we can't. It's just like people who don't have a pastor. Guess why you need a pastor? Because you're a sheep, and you need a pastor. Sheep need pastors, okay? So uh, you could make it without one, but it's going to be tough. You could also make it without prophets, but again, God has put them in the church to see stuff for you that you can't see or won't see. And so it's very common before I prophesy over you guys, it's very common for you not to get some of what I'm talking about. The number one feedback that a prophet gets is, well, at the time you spoke that word over me, my wife and I didn't see it, I know. And we were quite sure that it wasn't accurate. I get it. But huh, now it's three years later, and everything you said came to pass. And so don't make the classic mistake that people make with prophets. And that is, they view their prophecies through the lenses of their current circumstances. Did you hear me? Abraham and Sarah did it. God spoke to them, and Sarah laughed out loud. Yeah, right, because she viewed the word of the Lord through her current circumstances. I'm 90. He's 100. There's nothing in the oven if you get my drift. But she viewed the prophetic word through the lenses of her current circumstances. Well, God changed their circumstances, and eventually they had their Isaac. So that's the classic mistake that even leaders have made. I've had proven seasoned leaders hear the word of the Lord, and they go, well, that's just not going to happen. I don't see that happening. Why? Because they view the prophetic word through the lenses of their current circumstances. Don't do that. You'll make a big mistake. Why? God has already been to your future. He's got this whole thing figured out. 
He's in, he didn't wake up this morning and go, oh man, i got to give Denny Kramer something to say because Chris and Pam invited him to the church and if I don't give him something to say, he, listen, this has all been mapped out. This has all been planned out. From everlasting to everlasting, he is God. Amen? And he lives above time. In fact, he invented it. So it's no big deal for God to speak to things that are not as if they are. He may speak to the most unfaithful couple in the church about their great faithfulness. <gasps> Denny was doing so well until he prophesied that over that couple. Or God may say, thank you for your generosity. And they're the stingiest couple in the church. Oh, Denny was doing so well until he prophesied over the stingy couple. But in prophecy, please listen, God speaks to things that are not as if they were. That means God speaks to things that were not. They're not as if they are. He said, I have made you a father and mother of many nations. What? Not only were they not the father and mother of many nations, they were not a father and a mother, let alone of many nations. But God speaks to things that are not as if they are. So you got to get this, all right? Don't make the classic mistake of viewing the prophetic word based on your current circumstances because things can change in 24 hours. Things can change in a week or a month or a year. So don't do that. So what do you do? You get the prophetic word, you write it down word for word, put the date on it and my name on it, and you get two markers, two highlighters, two different colors, yellow and blue. You highlight in yellow everything God said he is going to do and let him do that. Then you get the other color highlighter, the blue, and then you highlight the part that you have to do. And you begin to do that as you are led by the Spirit of God. You don't do the yellow one, you do the blue one. Because every prophecy consists of two parts, God's part and your part. If you don't do your part, cheer up. Your prophecy will never come to pass. If you try to do God's part and self-fulfill the prophecy, you'll have a disaster on your hands. So what you do with prophecy is put my name on it, put the date on it, two colored highlighters, one color God's part, don't do it, the other color your part, and you start to do it. If you don't know what to do with your prophecy, get with your leaders. What do you mean? Let them pastor it. We have churches where the pastors are more engaged with what color to paint the sanctuary or are we going to pave the driveway, and they don't pastor their own people's prophecies. I don't get that. Benefit from their pastoral gift. Get your leaders involved. Get a second set of eyes on your prophecy and let them pastor it. I've had people come to me and say, man, you were really off when you prophesied to my wife and I. But then we went to our pastors and our pastors saw it in a completely different light and you couldn't have been more accurate. They pastored it. And they said to us, that's exactly who you are. That's exactly how we see you. Really? Really? And they had their pastors pastor the prophecies. And it helped them to see things from a different perspective. So be smart. Get a second set of eyes on that prophetic word. Okay, that's what we're going to do. You guys, husband and wife?
Good, I'm going to start with you. Prophecy, 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 prophecy. New level, new level, new level, new level. Keep doing what you're doing, but add to the arsenal, add to the arsenal, add to the arsenal. Prophesy, 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 prophesy. Morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night. I'm going to turn this church into a, a prophetic pool of men and women that I'm going to train and raise up with the prophetic word. There, it's on the inside of you, so begin to stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Prophesy by faith, prophesy by faith, prophesy by faith. Not every now and then, but regular, 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 regular manifestation of the gift of prophecy. Don't call yourself a prophetess. I am not calling you a prophetess. I am calling you one who will prophesy, one who will prophesy. Now, Father, I pray for this man and woman of God. The Lord would say, son and daughter, step into that new position that I have assigned to you. Uh, It is better for you to be working hard, hard, hard uh, in the kingdom. Uh, You're going to need more time in your calendar in your schedule to be freed up to do kingdom work. So get ready for a change and a shift. Get ready for me to free up so many hours a week for you two to be about your father's business. You two are only going to be happy when you are producing. Let me repeat that. You two are only going to be happy when you're producing for the kingdom of God. So get ready to outproduce others in your generation. Get ready to be a man and a woman of God with an excellent spirit. Overachievers, overachievers, overachievers in the natural. Now that's going to transfer over into the spirit realm. Overachievers, overachievers, overachievers in the spirit realm. Get ready, my son and daughter, for a healing season in your lives, in your marriage, in your responsibilities. There's just been a lot of stress and strain. And I have sent my servant, Dennis, to set you free. I am breaking off of you the stress and the strain. Lord says, son, get ready for me to speak to you on the inside. You sometimes do not see yourself as useful or productive. Sometimes you question yourself too severely. But I'm going to remove any kind of spiritual awkwardness or spiritual self-consciousness. And you're going to jump into the spiritual realm. Uh, You're going to jump into the kingdom of God. You're going to be bold and aggressive and pastoral. The Lord would say, I release a pastoral grace upon both of you, a husband and wife team, a husband and wife team. I'm going to bring you together on the same page. You're going to have a a new sense of unity in the spiritual realm. You two are going to be together and work together and minister together and flow together. Get ready to flow together. No longer are you going to butt heads and say, well, I'm different and you're different and I'm north and she's south and I'm east and he's west. But God would say, a new arrangement is going to take place in this union, this marriage. It's going to be bigger and better and stronger than ever, and you two uh, will send uh, 10,000 to flight. For the word says one will send 1,000, but two, 10,000. So get ready. You're already an open threat to the kingdom of hell. That's why the spirit of infirmity has tried to come against you and your household, but I break there. I break the neck of the enemy. The spirit of infirmity is coming off of both of you. Now you're going to feel rested, and now you're going to feel rested. Now you're going to feel rested, and now you two will be able to run the race that is before you. Get ready, my son, to occupy the pulpit. Get ready to have words in season. Get ready to stand up and say, man, ever since he laid hands on me, I got some of that unction. There. If you possess it, you can impart it. If you possess it, you can impart it. So such as I have, I give to you. Prophetic preacher, prophetic preacher, words in season, words in season. Pulpits and other churches will open up. And when Chris or Pam can't go, guess who they're going to send. So get ready. Go, 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 go. Where am I going to go? You're going to go here, there, and everywhere. You're going to go wherever I send you. And get ready, my daughter, to export the worship product of this church. Get ready to take that guitar and go with him and say, I would just like to share a few songs. And then when the glory falls, get ready. When the glory falls, before he even gets up to preach, when the glory falls, 
God says, then begin to minister freely to the people. I'm going to give you meetings where people are going to be hurting and wounded and bleeding, and you two are going to put them back together again, putting them back together again and making them whole. And the Lord would say, son, I want to brag on you a little bit. You have put your life in order that pleases me. You've made a series of decisions to walk with me. Hypocrisy is not in your vocabulary. You've hated the fake. You've hated the phonies. You've hated the religious hypocrites. And you said, God, I don't ever want to go back and be like them again. And the Lord would say, you two were violently separated from things in your past, but I did it and I've reconnected you to this house. It is time for you two to rise up and to know that the plan of God, your destiny is in place. So run the race, says the Lord. It's a race. It's a race. It's a race. So you two will be spiritually competitive. You two will be spiritually excellent. You two will be spiritual overachievers in the body of Christ and get ready for that pulpit ministry. Get ready to stand up there and preach and teach the word of God as never before and get ready to prophesy like a machine. There. God says there. You'll have prophecies morning, noon, and night flowing forth out of you like a river. A river. A river of prophetic words says the Lord. Amen. Go get him, you guys. Go get him. Amen, amen. Corinne, Corinne, and? Steve. Hey, Steve. How long have you been growing that baby, huh? A few years. Do you ever think maybe some of this would look good up in this area right here? Like a transfer, you know what I mean? Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> it looks good on you. It looks good on you. How long have you lovebirds been married? Seven years. Seven years. Awesome. Good. Here we go. Lebesum. Could we all lift our hands? Come on. Let's lift our hands to the one who is speaking today. The living God. Ha ha! The one who said, I am the way, Mm -hmm. the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by him. Yeah. He's the apostle. He's the apostle of our faith. He's the prophet. He's the evangelist. He's the pastor. And he's the teacher. He's here today with us. We worship you, God. We worship you, Son of God. Yeah, yeah. We worship you, Emmanuel. Ha, ha, ha. God with us. God with us. We worship you, Jesus. Lebenshi, Lord says, son and daughter, position yourself for the move of God that is about to come upon you. I'm going to need you two to make some decisions. I'm going to need you two to get some distractions out of your lives and off of your plates. You've got too many things on your plates. Your plates aren't big enough to take everything that's on them. So reprioritize, reprioritize, reprioritize. Over the next 6 to 12 months, I'm going to go over the list of your responsibilities, and I'm going to release you from some of them. A couple of them you're going to say, good, it's about time. But a couple of them, you're going to say, Lord, we were really good at that. How come? I'm going to have you pass the baton, both of you. You're going to pass the baton to others because I have new areas of responsibility for you in the church. So I'm going to grow you. I'm going to develop you. I'm going to broaden both of your shoulders to bear the load. God says, put your shoulders under this church and hold it up. Hold it up. Be pillars. Be pillars in this house. Be pillars in this house. Put your shoulders. Put your shoulders under the foundation of this church and be pillars in the house of God. And the Lord would say, my son and daughter, I'm bringing you both into a season of revelation. I just have some things I want to reveal. That's what that means. And I'm going to speak to you in the night hours. I'm going to speak to you in the early morning hours. I'll wake you up 3, 3.30 in the morning and I'll begin to download revelation into you and you. A guidance and direction for your futures. And the Lord would say, you've pleased me with your giving. You said, Lord, we want to be faithful, faithful, faithful in your giving. And so God would say, my son and daughter, get ready for harvest because you sown faithfully, you will not reap financially, says the Lord. 
But my son, there are times when you've been burdened for the young men, a fatherless generation uh, who are looking for an identity and a security in a father figure. Get ready, my son, to be a father figure to the younger men that I'm going to bring into your lives. And my daughter, I've given you the gift of hospitality. It's time for you to have more square footage to be able to do the will of God. So get ready, more square footage, more square footage, more square footage. Open your home, open your home. Hospitality, 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 hospitality. Uh, get ready, uh, my daughter, for women's Bible studies. Uh, get ready to have the tea and the, and the cookies presented and uh, get ready uh, to feed the women of God, uh, says the Lord. There's a change coming, my son and daughter, a new direction for your lives. It's going to be filled with more work, more activity, a, a season of high productivity uh, in the house of God. However, a new grace is coming upon you. It will not exhaust you. It will not burn you out, but a new grace. There, there. The old grace was good for its time and season, but since it's a new season, you need a new grace. So I'm placing upon my son and my daughter this morning a new grace to run the race, to go to the next level. That's it. To go to the next level. Out with the old and in with the new. A new season. A new season. Power, power, and more power. My daughter, you'll move in the power of God. You'll be an example to the other women of your generation of the power of God. Do not intellectualize the power of God. It's pretty basic. It's power. God says you can be intellectual, you can be well-read, uh, you can have a high IQ, but you're going to move in power, woman of God. Your generation of women need women who carry power. So get ready to be a power woman. I'm taking you from 110 to 220. I'm taking you from 110 volts there to 220. You're welcome. Man of God, don't you sit back and say, well, God moved my wife from 110 to 220, but God says, same to you, same to you, same to you. A new importing there of Holy Spirit power that will manifest itself with signs and wonders. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Demons and devils have come against you too to undermine you uh, and to keep you uh, stymied. But the Lord would say, I'm undertaking and I'm removing, I'm removing, I'm removing all demonic hindrances and you two are going to speedily move move ahead in the call and the plan and the purpose of God. Angelic uh, protection shall increase dramatically. And I have a role. I have a role. I have a place for both of you in the house of God. It might not be what you thought. It might not be what you planned for. But my middle name is surprise. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Surprise, surprise, surprise. My son and daughter says the Lord. Amen. Go get him. Go get him. God bless you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, guys. Uh, Josh and Jake. Amen, amen. How old are you guys? 24. Wow. You See, they said it together. <laughs> How old are you guys? 24. Close your eyes. Le Bechan. Agabeshen de le bisecape combo. Zaleredichin patrera. Aba, aba, and se, kaba, ma. The Lord says, son, there'll be many trips, many trips, many trips, here and abroad, 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 here and abroad. Uh, there'll be uh, FaceTime and text messages and emails uh, and phone calls, and you'll have to stay in touch with the church, and you'll have to stay in touch with your brother, and you'll have to stay in touch with the family. But God would say, here and abroad, here and abroad, here and abroad, I will do it. I will make a schedule for you that will allow you to go to nations. I will do it. You will not have to force it. You will not have to make it happen. I have called you a gift to the nations this day. 
And when it's time, the door will open. When it's time, the door will open. And you will go through that door to the nations of the world. Israel, 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 Israel. Israel, 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 Israel. There's an appointed time for you to visit uh, my land, says God. And I will send you there for at least one trip, says the Lord. But my son, I want to talk to you about your personal life. You've been, you and I have been having conversations about, Lord, what about this and what about that? And you know, my son, the personal areas of your life that you and I have been discussing. And so the Lord says, cast that care upon me. I care for you. Uh, nothing's behind the times. Nothing's too late. Nothing's off schedule. Everything's the way it's supposed to be. Everything's the way it's supposed to be. There have been some setbacks. There have been some disappointments. You've had many questions you question about this, 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 and this, and your brain works overtime, and I'm okay with that. But God would say at the end of the day, cast that care upon me because I care for you. So everything's been mapped out. Everything's been planned out. You're right on time. You're right on schedule. I'm going to take care of the deepest needs of your heart. Uh, and so do not be concerned about any kind of relationships. Uh, they've all been pre-planned and pre-mapped out, and I'm going to make them happen in the right time and the right season, says the Lord. My son, you have had a tendency uh, to draw back and not to be aggressive enough uh, in the things of God. So I want to change your personality. You can go ahead and have a public personality, but there, I'm going to give you a ministry personality there. You're going to say, what came over me? Oh, that would be me. I am going to come over you, and I'm going to give you a ministry personality that's going to be bold and aggressive and be willing to initiate ministry. You'll not be a follower. You'll be a leader, and here comes the fire. Here comes the fire. You're getting it now. The fire will change your life. The fire will change your life. Here it comes. I'm nailing you. I'm zapping you. I'm creaming you. Fire, fire, fire from above. Fire, fire, fire from above. I have made my ministers flames of fire. That would be you. Fire, fire, fire from above. Fire, fire, fire from above. You'll begin to pray for people and they'll say, man, when you laid your hands on me, I felt the fire. Get ready to share the fire. Get ready to impart. That's it. Get ready to impart the fire. You've also been troubled at night. There's been a spirit that's been coming into your bedroom around 3 or 3.15 Uh, in the morning, uh, and there are those operating in occult practices that are trying to bring you down and tear you down. Uh, They've labeled you as a threat to the kingdom of hell, and they're right, but I break that spiritual uh, thing off of you. Uh, You'll not toss and turn anymore in your sleep. Nightmares, 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 nightmares are gone. Dreams, 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 dreams are now going to descend and fill your mind and heart. So now I'm going to release you from something. I'm going to break off of you and you, every generational spirit, every generational curse that has come against your family for nine generations. Shalele, aresinkun, bashito, ezemandi bikasachi, zelelishe pasin, leka, shelichi madale. I am breaking off of both of you generations, generations of curses that have come against your generations for years. And I'm breaking everything off of both of you. And now in its place, here comes the fire of God. A fiery anointing. Fiery anointing. Fiery anointing. Fiery anointing. I'm breaking there. I'm breaking every generational curse off of both of you. You two did nothing wrong. Your parents did nothing wrong. Your grandparents did nothing wrong. Your great-grandparents, it was just there. Things happened. Things happened to your family in the past. Generations gone. But God would say, I'm breaking every generational curse off of you two. 
you will be the first two of a new generation of family members that will serve the living God. I'm going to redeem everything you two kids have been through. You're my children, you're my kids. I'm going to redeem everything you two have been through. I'm going to heal the hurts, the wounds, the sorrows, the rejections, the betrayals, the abandonments, the isolation that you two have felt. You said, God, we're just so different and we want to know where we belong. You belong in the house of God. You belong with the family of God. And I'm going to give you brothers and sisters in the family of God like you have never known before. And the Lord would say, do not doubt the call of God that is upon both of you. I have called you two to do things that you never thought you would be capable of doing. I've only allowed you to have limited sight into the call of God, but it's way bigger, way bigger, way bigger, my sons, than you two ever imagined it to be. But take it one step at a time. Don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. Be careful of the young women. Be careful of the young women. Be careful of the young women. They have got you in their sights and they would like nothing more than to destroy you two uh, through impurity and lasciviousness. Don't do it. Don't let it happen. Keep yourselves pure unto me. You will not regret it, says the Lord. For my son, and uh, my son, you two have taken uh, the narrow path. That's good. You have paid a price for the call of God upon your lives. That's good. But I'm now going to light a fire on the inside of both of you. It'll never be the same, never be the same, never be the same. There will be a passion and a zeal and an enthusiasm that will be contagious upon both of you. So get ready to lead the young people. <clears throat> I place upon you two a leadership gift, a leadership anointing. You will take the call of God very seriously, a high level of responsibility regarding the things of God. And I'm going to open the scriptures to you, my son. I'll make you prophetic. I'll make you the teacher. I'll make you prophetic. I'll make you a teacher. A teaching gift, a teaching gift, a teaching gift. You can still prophesy and you can still teach, but primarily prophecy, 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 primarily teaching, teaching, teaching. I will open doors even on college campuses. I will take you across state borders and that teaching gift is going to begin to grow and develop on the inside of you. My son, uh, my son, this day I'm filling you to overflowing. There's more of the Holy Spirit available to you. You will no longer have uh, headaches. You'll no longer have migraines. Uh, Anyone in the church this morning with a headache or a migraine, you have it right now, and it's just leaving you there. It's just leaving someone right now. There. Lord says, children, sons, brothers, I'm going to overshadow both of you. I'll take both of you places that you never thought possible. So put me first, says God. Uh, Keep me uh, on the throne of your lives. I will go before you. And if your ways continue to please me, I will make even your enemies to be at peace with you two, says the Lord. Amen. Go get them, guys. Go get them. 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 Come on over here, ladies. All these twins, man, oh man, oh man. And which one are you? Maya. You're, you're Maya? Hey, Maya. And? Bria. Bria. Bria? Yeah. Did I get that right? Bria. Yeah, Bria, Bria, Bria. How old are you girls? 18. Man. <laughs> Did you know that 18 is the year when you know everything? Did you know that? You're smarter than everybody when you turn 18. <laughs> Isn't that true? Remember when you turned 18? You knew more than your parents. You knew more than your teachers. You knew more than everybody. Amen. Everybody doing good? Oh, you can tell this is just not a little, the Lord would say, I love you, my children. You get what I'm saying? 
that's not what they bring me in to do. That's not what I do. But if you hear the tenor of what God is saying, these are home run. I mean, God's really laying out some things, okay? So don't think it's going to happen in a week or a month or a year. These are long-range visions for the future, and so it's going to take time. So that's why we write these things down. Listen, I just came from Ohio, real, real quick. You girls aren't going anywhere, are you? So you have time. Just came from Ohio, and one of the elders stood up in church and took a nine-year-old prophecy that I had given him and his wife. It was nine years. He stood up and he read it. You're going to have a ministry in the schools and this whole thing about being involved in local government and having this ministry in the local school system. And at the time they went, we had no idea what you were talking about. We did not want, neither did we have any you know, ministry in the school system. Nine years later, he stood up and said, a door opened. We were given favor with the school board and the principal. At first, they resisted, but then they had a change of heart, and God began to open the school. This is the public schools to this Christian organization. They purchased or leased a building directly across the street from the high school where they now have a Christian outreach where the kids come off of school property and they're having significant meetings in this building. They have a ministry in the public school. I mean, they have favor with the principal and the school board. And he said it took nine years, but God did exactly. He spoke to things that were not as if they were. So you got to get this. This is what you do with prophecy. It's happened to me. I've received prophecies and I said, this is me. I said, boy, that'll take God. And then God said to me, you think? Amen? So listen, if God only spoke stuff to you prophetically that you could see and that you could handle and that you could do, it wouldn't be supernatural. So God's going to stretch you, but he's going to put you on the offensive and you're going to have to war with these prophecies, which implies resistance, which implies armed conflict. Paul said to Timothy, war with your prophecies. Enter armed conflict. But you're going to win. Amen. Have I prayed for you yet since you've been up here? I haven't, have I? Here we go. La besinge. La remenjinkupa. Le shitinki de la basa bejitsiman de lechin. Lord says, woman of God, favor, favor, and more favor. You've been under a heavy, thick blanket of my favor since you were a little girl. You ain't seen nothing yet. Favor is going to dramatically increase. Doors will open. Promotion, promotion, promotion. Favor in the church, favor in the world. Favor in the church, favor in the world. The Lord says, I've even lined up some unsaved people who are going to say, you are just who we've been looking for. So look for favor, favor, favor from God to increase and look for favor, favor, favor with man to increase. You will grow in both. You will grow in both. You will grow in favor with God and with man. Favor with God and with man. I'm going to open doors for you. I'm going to bring you before uh, large groups of people. I'm going to give you uh, some uh, celebrity or renown or a name that people recognize. And so God would say, get ready for me to use you in evangelistic uh, ways, out of church settings, not a religious uh, setting at all. 
But out there uh, in church setting, uh, non-church settings, uh, I will use you to share the gospel with groups of unsaved people. You have a testimony to share. I'm going to open doors for you to give it. You said, well, she's the preacher. She's the preacher. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. God would say, I want you to get ready to share your testimony. And I'm going to make a way where there is no way. I'm also going to take care of your immediate plans. You said about two weeks ago, Lord, I'm not going anywhere. I'm stuck and I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to the next level. I don't know, Lord, if the funds are going to be there. I don't know if the opportunity is going to be there. I need to know, God, whether or not you're going to go before me and make a way where there is no way. I started it a week ago. I started working on your behalf behind the scenes a week ago. Pretty soon, coming up right around the corner, watch what I'm going to do. You're going to say, oh, that's what you were doing. That's what you were doing. Listen to me, daughter. I am currently opening a series of doors for you. Not one, not two, but a few. And I'm going to begin to open a series of doors for you to propel you ahead in the will of God that you might make your contribution to the body of Christ. So get ready. I want you to be ready. I want you to be ready to go. I want you to be available. That's it. Make yourself available to the grace of God. You also have a hunger to move in the supernatural gifts. You said, God, I'd do anything for a healing ministry. There, God says, you begin to pray for the sick and watch what I will do. And the Lord would say, woman of God, you're a prayer warrior. You're an intercessor. I burden you on occasion with things and people and stuff and situations. Uh, I'm training you. I'm training you in prayer. I'm training you in intercession. I'm the burden one that puts them on you, but you're the burden bearer. And so God would say, I'm the burden giver. You're the burden bearer. And so this is not the devil. It's me. I'm going to continue to burden you. You're going to begin to pray through prayer burdens as never before. You're going to be a proven, seasoned prayer warrior in your generation. Prayer changes everything. Prayer changes everything. Prayer changes everything. So do not be concerned that your sister might be more seen in public or that other ministries might be more recognized in public. Uh, Be a woman that gets in the prayer closet and gets the work done in the prayer closet. So you are an intercessor, not by desire, but by calling. And so give yourself to the prayers that I place within your heart. The Lord would say the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous woman, that would be you. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person will avail much. So get ready to move nations. Get ready for nations to be changed because of your prayers. I'm going to begin to burden you for people. I'm going to begin to burden you for whole populations. You're going to begin to speak over nations, literally in your prayers. I speak over the United States. I speak over Canada. I speak over France. I speak over Poland. I speak over Germany. I speak over China. I speak over Japan. I speak over Taiwan. I speak over South Africa. I speak over Ghana. I speak over the nations of the world. And God would say, I'm going to use you to bring revival to the nations. So please pray. Stay in your prayer closet. Uh, Do not be distracted as many in your generation are. Know that I've called you to be wonderfully unique. You will never feel comfortable in the world. You will never prosper in the world. You are mine. You are mine. You are mine. I am jealous over you. So give yourself to ministry. Give yourself to prioritizing your life and giving yourself to the care of the sheep. The Lord would say over both of you, there's also an opportunity coming for children's ministry, children's ministry, children's ministry. Well, quite frankly, Lord, we're 18 years old, and we'd like to go on and do some other bigger and better things. This would be one of the bigger and better things I want you to do. So sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. Children's ministry, children's ministry. It'll be a training grounds for both of you to go to the next level, says the Lord. Amen. Go get it, girls. Go get them. Amen, amen, amen.
Your hands are cold. You must be freezing. Poor thing. Poor thing. And this is Allie, right? Okay, here we go. How old are you, sweetheart? 17. Stay away from boys. Amen. Good. Labende, kalabenenshi, paralela basinka. Sensitive, 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 sensitive. It's not a personality, it's a gift. I have not made you sensitive in a personality sort of way. I've made you sensitive by my spirit. My spirit is in you. He dwells in you. You're filled, filled, filled to overflowing. My spirit has dominated your life. My spirit has spoken to you time and time again. He has led you to make the right decisions. You're a woman of wisdom. You're a woman of character. You're a woman of integrity. You know how to hear from God, and you have implemented the plan of God. You're bold. You're aggressive. You're a doer. You're proactive, and you have not been misled. You've not been taken down the wrong path, although the enemy has tried once, and then twice, and then three times. He wanted to dilute you, and he wanted to pollute you, but you have chosen the narrow path and the narrow gate, the one that leads to life everlasting. And my daughter, this day I call you a spirit-filled woman, a saint of God who has walked the straight and narrow, a woman of God who has cultivated the ground and the soil of her life so that it is good uh, seed, uh, sorry, good soil for my seed. And the Lord would say, you've prioritized your life. You've not been distracted, not been diluted, not been polluted. But instead, you've set your face like a flint. Yeah, you're radical. You're fanatical on the inside. You want to be about your father's business. You said, Lord, I'm in a lost generation. I'm in a lost generation. I'm one out of a hundred. No, you're one out of a thousand. And God would say, you're going to be a leader and a guide. And you're going to be someone that the generations look to. And I just see you opening your mouth. And I just see wisdom coming out of it. And I just see you counseling, counseling, and counseling and sharing wisdom and insight. And I'm going to use you to save many young people from going to hell. You're going to say, Lord, you put me in the midst of a ministry where these kids are in trouble. They're in bad shape. And I'm going to use you with some critically uh, ill, spiritually speaking, some spiritually ill, critically ill young people who are on the verge of of, of, uh, spiritual collapse. And I'm going to use you to rescue them and ransom them and to pull them out from the very gate of hell. And the Lord would say, my daughter, I need you to be more proactive. Uh, I don't want you to wait till you're 25 to get it done. Do it now. The Lord would say, you're ahead of the learning curve. You're mature spiritually. You've got a good hold on the basics of Christianity. You know how to walk by faith and not by sight. And although at times you're 17 and you've had the questions that a 17-year-old could have, uh, you've got the right answers working on the inside of you. So continue to emphasize what you're emphasizing. You are majoring in the major issues. Do not be distracted by minor things that have tried to get you off of the track. Also, the Lord would say, youth ministry, youth ministry, youth ministry. I'm calling it. It's time to name the baby. Youth ministry, youth ministry, youth ministry. Give yourself to new responsibilities under the heading of youth ministry. I'm going to make you uh, make a way where there is no way. I'm going to attach you uh, to a youth ministry responsibility that you will excel at. And you said, Lord, sometimes I have the preacher's itch, but I'm really nervous. I'm really self-conscious. I'm not interested in being a public speaker. I'm not interested in being a public speaker. The Lord would say, I'm not interested in what you're not interested in. 
I'm interested in the will of God. So there, the anointing of God is coming upon you. Now you've got the gift of gab. Now they will not be able to shut you up. Now they will not be able to shut you up. Now they will not be able to shut you up. You're going to rise up. You're going to prophesy. You're going to preach. You're going to shout. You're going to declare. And you're going to proclaim. I'm giving you a brand new personality. I'm turning you inside out and upside down this day, and you will never be the same. Speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues a lot. Speak in tongues a lot. Morning, noon, and night. Speak in tongues a lot. Speak in tongues a lot. And Shede Kansante Sadasta Shopala says the Lord. Amen. Go get them. Go get them. Go get them. Go get them. God bless you. 17 years old. Amen. 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 Okay. 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 Here's what you need to do. This will be short and sweet, but it'll be good. When you get a prophetic word, like you've just seen this morning, you need to do four things. Not 44 things, not 34, 24, not even 14. It's real simple. When you get a prophetic word, there's four things you got to do. The first thing you do is judge it. Wait a minute. Prophet Kramer. Are you telling me that we're going to judge God's ability to speak? Absolutely not. What we are judging is my ability to hear. There's a big difference. Amen. You need to judge all things. You need to prove all things. And Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica that we need to judge prophecy. So when you get a prophetic word, you need to judge it. Yeah, but I really liked it. Irrelevant. You still need to judge it. You need to put it to the test. To judge something means you render a decision. Well, we've looked at it, we've prayed about it, we've met with a and we've judged this as being the word of the Lord. So to judge something means you render a decision. So when you get a prophetic word, as some of you have last night and this morning, the first thing you do is prove it, test it, try it, and judge it. First thing you do. The second thing you do when you get a prophetic word is listen. You must get an inner witness to that prophetic word. In the 40s and 50s, when prophets were coming to the forefront and there was a wave of prophetic activity in the church, they almost completely destroyed uh, true prophetic utterances because nobody ever thought to get an inner witness to what they were just told. Well, we were told to sell our house and move to Africa. So they sold their house and they moved to Africa, but they never got the inner witness. Listen to me. 99% of how God speaks to you will be through the still small voice. It'll be through the inner witness. Prophecy, dreams, that's all exciting, but you still have to own those things by that inner witness. You owe it to yourself to have an inner witness to every prophecy. I've been prophesied over quite a bit. And I'm going to be honest with you, I sometimes don't get an inner witness to the prophecy. I don't, I don't get a sense of ownership. I can't say, oh yeah, that's God. So remember, listen to this. The spirit of man, Proverbs says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man, not your intellect. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. He illuminates us through our spirits. It searches all the inward parts of who you are. So the second thing you do after you judge prophecy is you get an inner witness. If you don't get one, if you don't have one, don't act 
on the prophetic word. You might get it instantly. You might get it six months from now or a year from now. But you need that inner knowing. You need that confidence in here that it was the word of the Lord. That's the second thing you do. The third thing that you do is you get godly counsel. Now, I referenced this a little bit earlier with some of the folks I was prophesying over. What that means is get your pastors involved. The Bible says, and we all know the verse, in the multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. Another translation says, in the multitude of advisors, there is safety. So what that means is be smart. Ask your pastors. Sit down with them. Make two copies of your prophecy, one for you, one for them. And sit down and get godly counsel. Get someone else's eyeballs on your prophetic word. Preferably someone over you in the Lord who's responsible for you. It's called godly counsel. You'll be wise to have your pastors look at the prophetic word. As I said earlier, I hear this all the time. The people didn't see it till they spoke to their pastors. The people didn't think it was accurate till they spoke to their pastors. They never saw themselves that way until they spoke to their pastors and their pastors said, that couldn't be more accurate. That's exactly who you are. Oh, really? So, get godly counsel. But the fourth one is the most important. The fourth one is... Get confirming circumstances. Get confirming circumstances. This is the one that will help you more than the first three. Lots of times we judge it. Lots of times we get an inner witness. And lots of times we got godly counsel, but we don't wait for confirming circumstances. This is the real litmus test. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Uh, When I say confirming circumstances, I mean cooperating, cooperating circumstances. Here's what I mean by that. You need to wait till the circumstances present themselves that allow your prophecy to come to pass. Here's what I mean. Many years ago, I was in California, Andre Crouch's church, I think in and around Pasadena, I forget where. Anyway... I was ministering, and they had a prophet from uh, Ghana there as well. And he laid hands on me, and he said a bunch of things. And in the middle of the prophecy, he just started saying in his beautiful accent, Alberta, 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 Alberta. Huh. Uh, And he referenced Canada and, you know, Alberta, Alberta. Now, what he didn't know is that I had been to Canada more times than I can count. And I'd been everywhere except Alberta. I mean everywhere, everywhere. For 20, everywhere. He didn't know that. And he didn't know I'd never been to Alberta. So here's what I did. I waited for confirming circumstances. I didn't go home and call up all my Canadian buddies who I could have. Pastor, so-and-so, I got a prophetic word about Alberta. Do you know anybody in Alberta that I could call? I didn't do that. I didn't go on the internet, you know, and punch in Alberta and look at names of churches that I think would let me come in, you know what I mean? Wouldn't be First Baptist, but you know what I mean. I didn't do that. Well, what what did you do? I did nothing. I waited for confirming circumstances. So I do forget the time frame, but like six months later, I'm in my office. 
the phone rings. Dennis Kramer Ministries. Uh, yes, um, is Prophet Kramer there? This is Prophet Kramer. Oh, Prophet Kramer, I saw you in such and such a meeting, and um, uh, I'd like to talk to you about bringing you into minister. Sure, sure. Who is this? Tim. Oh, hi, hi, Tim. Hi, sure. Well, what are you thinking about? Well, I thought about maybe having a Saturday night and a Sunday morning. Oh, great, great. And where are you calling from? Alberta. It's a true story. Then I messed with him a little bit. I said, oh, boy, Tim. I said, I, I really can't, I can't pray about this. I did. He said, well, why not? And I said, I don't have to. I've been waiting for the phone call. Then I told him the story, booked the meetings, and I went. I waited for confirming circumstances. So those are the four things that you're going to do, and I can guarantee you that you'll see your prophecies come to pass, because these four tests will sort out the bad ones from the good ones. Amen? Now, regarding prophecy, in all my years, I've probably only seen, believe it or not, two or maybe three false prophecies. False prophecies is a purposeful effort by an individual to mislead you, to misguide you, to draw you away from God. It's a form of witchcraft. I've only seen real false prophecies in meetings maybe two or three times. I can think of a man and a woman. They were both false. Um, I can think of one that was brought to me, and I went to his house, and I straightened him out. Amen. But I have seen a lot of inaccurate prophecies. You see, it's possible to have an inaccurate prophecy without it being false. All an inaccurate prophecy means is that a well-intentioned purpose, a person, just didn't hear very accurately. That's why we prove and test and try and judge all things. So it's unlikely that anyone's going to give you a false prophecy because they're pretty rare, but they do happen. But it is likely that you may encounter an inaccurate prophecy from a well-meaning person that just missed it, that just missed the word of the Lord. No big deal. They don't have a devil. They're not going to hell. We're not going to stone them. They just missed it. But these four steps will help you not to be victimized by an inaccurate, well-intentioned, but an inaccurate prophecy. Isn't that good? Good, good, good. Okay, here we go. Almost done. Almost done. Would you please stand up, sweetheart, real quick? What's your first name? Hey, Patty. Ministry, 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 ministry. I'm taking over. Uh, Please forgive the church that's done you so much harm how they recklessly treated you, abandoned you, forsook you, says God. I'm uh, healing you of the wounds on the inside. You're of great value to me, says the Lord. I've given you a message for your generation, a woman of God, a woman of God, a woman of the Word, a woman of prayer, a woman that I'm going to open up and the Word of the Lord is going to flow forth from you. I'm opening you up and pouring into you. There. I'm opening you up and I'm pouring into you. Prophetic words, prophetic words. The Lord says the very people that you thought were going to accept you and receive you and endorse you crucified you. But God would say that was then, this is now. I'm the resurrection and the life. I am your resurrection and life. And the Lord says, I'm taking you off the cross. Uh, What they did to you was horrible and illegal. But God would say, now get up and walk in newness of life and get ready to fulfill the call of God that is upon your life, says the Lord, you may be seated. Amen, 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 amen. 
Amen. Are you guys husband and wife right here? Right here? You guys? That's what I said. What are your fiancés? Stand up here real quick. And what's your name, sir? Michael. Hey, Michael. And? Sandy. Sandy. Michael and Sandy. How long have you been fiancés? What are you looking over here for? I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to you. How long you been engaged? Pastor Pam confirmed it before you said it. She went, she went like this. Three months. Three months. That's good. I'm happy for you. Make it happen. Uh, when I looked at you, Michael, I saw the word business anointing, the words business anointing over you. So you're going to make it big in the business world. God's got some business plans for you to pursue. There's going to be a significant income or reward with the business plans that God is going to put in you. You're about to get pregnant with some new business ideas, things you've never done before. You're going to say, this is crazy. I had never thought about that business in my life. But as soon as Denny Kramer spoke over me for the next six months, I began to see areas that I could make it happen. I could make money in areas that I'm not educated, trained, or equipped to, but that means it's probably God. And so I see you in an office with an old-fashioned calculator. Remember those machines, those adding machines that used to punch and then pull, then punch and then pull? There's something about you. You're an old-school businessman. You're going to do it by uh, the letter. You're going to do it, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your I's, and you're going to be an old-school business kind of guy. You know, no nonsense, black and white. These are the profit margins. This is how I'm going to make it, and it's going to involve also some vehicles. I see vehicles being a part of what God's called you to do, so whether a fleet means six vehicles or 60 vehicles, I don't know, but I see a fleet of vehicles being a part of this vision. Amen. And so keep doing what you're doing. Prosper in every area, but I'm not seeing any other area. I'm just telling you the area that I see. So remember, prophecy is not all-inclusive. It's not everything that God is doing, but I do see the words business anointing over you, and I see you prospering in the marketplace. Also, uh, I just, do you have any siblings? Okay, don't say anything other than yes or no. Not to insult you, but you understand siblings means brothers and sisters. Yeah, 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 okay. I said it the other day, and they didn't know what that word meant. Okay, and so uh, uh, how many of them do you have? Okay, don't answer that question. I, I, I know why. I got it. Okay. What I want to tell you is a door is going to open. A line of communication is going to open, and you're going to share with him uh, uh, the salvation plan. And so a door is going to open an opportunity. It's like a path that's been uh, plugged for years. The Lord is removing that debris, and now there's going to be a reconnection and a contact. And you're going to be able to share what happened to you and the gospel, which is the power of God and the salvation. Uh, also, I just saw you sitting down, and I saw you writing a series of checks, which symbolizes being faithful to pay your bills and to keep your head above water and to have a lot of financial integrity. And the Lord would say, your giving record uh, is where it needs to be, but there are some adjustments and improvements that I want to make to your giving history, your giving record, which means you've done a good job, but there's some other things the Lord wants to discuss with you regarding finances, and he's going to talk to you probably about making some additional adjustments to your financial life. And if you'll do that, it will keep you under that window of heaven so that you can not receive the blessing that comes your way. Isn't that awesome? So, sweetheart, to me, you're young and pretty, and how old are you? 43. You look 27. Isn't that awesome? See that? All the women say, I want a word like that from Brother Kramer. <laughs> 
You know, women, I, I got to be honest with you. My wife is beautiful and she's young looking. We're both identical in age. We're both 67. I look 97. <laughs> she looks 47. So it averages 67. But she'll come home all the time. And she just has to tell me who, who said how beautiful she was. This man walked up to me at the store and just told me. And it's funny. She always seems to be able to remember the people that stop and tell her how pretty her hair is or how beautiful she is. Isn't it amazing that she's able to remember that? Amen. But she is. She is. And so, um, sweetheart, there's no way that I can know this about you. To me, there's no way of seeing this outwardly. But inwardly, there are many scars in your heart from earlier uh, 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 battles, uh, that you uh, went through, not a skirmish, uh, but a battle where the devil used people to destroy you uh, because Satan knew you posed a threat to his kingdom. So he tried to abort you. He tried to kill you. He tried to destroy you because before you could get any kind of momentum. And there was a series of tragedies in your life. You were walking and running, and all of a sudden, kaboomo and you were shell-shocked and you were just like unconscious and you you woke up and you tried to shake that off and then just when you got your feet under your uh your uh feet under you again kaboomo and another explosion and i see a series of explosions uh and you were stunned and you had shell shock and, and it just took you a long time to recover and even though you're well on your way to a full recovery, there's a fear from your childhood and a fear from your teenage years that Satan has taken advantage of. And you have been trying to manage this fear that you're afraid Satan's going to win and you're not going to live out your days to do the will of God. But in the name of Jesus, just bear with me, I rebuke the fear of premature death. There. I rebuke the fear of terrible sicknesses and diseases. I rebuke the lies of the enemy, and I release over you health and life and longevity. Ha, ha, ha. The Lord says, I will have the last laugh. Ha, 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 says the Lord. So I release life and health and longevity, and even... There are some portions of your physical body. There are some organs and systems that need a touch. And so I just saw the Lord touch your physical body and bring into order uh, certain uh, systems and certain organs that will begin to operate at an optimum level. So get ready. Your family has had some uh, uh, physical tendencies or areas of physical uh, issues for generations, that spirit fell on you. But in the name, above every name, I break the neck of that spirit of infirmity, and I declare health and life, and I declare you will rebound from the emotional trauma of your past, what was done to you, even uh, anger and violence, physical issues that were done to you. The Lord says, I'm healing you. I'm making you whole. And I want to say something. Long before you walk down that aisle, 
long before you become husband and wife, you're going to begin to go through a transformation beginning now. He doesn't know the woman he's about to marry. You're going to go through an incredible transformation, and the Lord would say, you will never be the same. Amen. Amen, amen. Someone, someone has either gone into foreclosure or you're on the verge of foreclosure and we're not going to discuss it, but you're not going to lose that property. So either you just went into it, you got that letter, or you're about to get that letter, but I'm supposed to tell you, it wasn't your fault and through a series of very supernatural events, you are not going to uh, lose uh, that property. Uh, there is also someone who has uh, a little uh, growth. Uh, I don't believe it's, it's not in the breast like for a woman to have it, but it could be a woman that has it. But there's a little growth on the left side of your body like right here. It's not in the breast like a woman, but it's right here in your lung area. Uh, and that little growth, that little speck that's been showing up uh, is going to be dispersed and the Holy Spirit uh, is going to bring healing and they're not going to be able to find it again in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay, uh, you guys, husband and wife, why don't you stand right up if you would. Your first name? Russ. Hey, Russ. And? Phyllis, I recognize you guys. Uh, uh, new responsibilities, uh, new responsibilities, new responsibilities are coming your way. It won't be like the old ones. It won't be like what you expected. So just get ready. It'll be the ride of your life. Put your seatbelt on, but get ready. I'm not through with you. I'm not going to retire either of you. I'm going to refire both of you. And get ready, get ready, get ready for new responsibilities in the house of God. Amen and amen. Stand up, young man, if you would, please, real, real quick. What's your first name? Hey, Carlton, um, I just saw you laying hands on the sick, so I release a healing gift to come down your right arm and out your right hand. Just very casually, very diplomatically, very uh, casually and diplomatically and friend-like, just begin to, when you're aware of sickness and diseases in people's lives, just begin to say, well, would you mind if I pray for you? And then just pray the prayer and see what God does. There's a healing gift on the inside of you. So when you pray for sick people, Carlton, they're going to get healed. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen, amen, amen. When I run like this, they call me the Phil Donahue of the body of Christ. Can I pray for you real quick, young man? Would you come out here? If you would? What's your first name? Uh, Caleb. Hey, Caleb, my kind of guy. How old are you? 19. Stay away from girls. Amen. Listen. <laughs> Listen, about a year ago, you had a meeting with the Lord, and you basically said, I want to walk the straight and narrow. I really want to do this Christian thing, and I'm not going to be like others in my generation. I'm not going to be seduced. I'm not going to be taken into the world system. I'm not going to go for it. So about a year ago, you had this very adult conversation with God, and you said, I want to give you all of this. You can have it all. I just want to know what you want me to do. So for about a year, you've been waiting, wondering, what does God want you to do? You're in the pipeline. You're being trained. He's got a plan and a purpose for you. Don't worry. Don't fear. Don't fret. Don't get all bent out of shape like, I want everything to be told me now. I want to know. I want a prophet Kramer to tell me everything. Okay. Here's what I'm telling you. When it's time, you'll know. In the meantime, blossom where you're planted. 
In the meantime, serve somebody. Do something in the name of Christian service, okay? And everything else will take care of itself. You're in the plan of God. He's got big plans for you. You're valuable. You're worthy. He loves you. He likes you. He's with you. And you're not going to be left out. Isn't that awesome? You're not going to be left out. You're going to be connected to a group of believers who are going to do great things in the kingdom of God. You're a team player. You have a family, brothers and sisters in the Lord. So don't worry, don't fear, don't fret about where you are. God is going to connect you to the will of God, but you're in training. So don't worry, don't fear, and don't fret. Is it a deal? Slap me five. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Everybody doing good? Good. Amen. Dad, mom, and daughter? Is that who we have here? Okay. Um, Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, How many children do you have? Three, okay. Just the one here this morning? Okay. Who's the oldest? Katie. Katie. Who's the next one? Tyler. That's the one I want to talk about. So two girls and a boy. Right, that's the one I'm talking about. Is Tyler here? He's not. Yeah, it's fine. He's not in the church. Okay, good. He has a call of God upon his life. Not a minor call, but a major call. Right now, he's filling it with a lot of other things in the call of God. God's going to get through to him. You can rest and relax. Take a chill. Take a powder. Don't worry. God's going to find him. God's going to turn him around. Right now, if I can be real honest, uh, he's taken a path that is not real good, not real healthy. Uh, but God's going to find him. God's going to pull him into the things of God. And I'm supposed to tell you to keep praying because your prayers have made all the difference. Your prayers have intervened and significantly influenced the trajectory of his life. So keep praying, Dad and Mom. But God's got big plans for Tyler. Isn't that awesome? Stand up, sweetie pie, if you would, please. What's your first name? Haley. Hey, Haley. I like that. They named you after a comet. Can you believe that? <laughs> what were they thinking? That's a pretty name. Uh, How old are you? 20. 20. Stay away from boys. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Here's what I see for you, sweetheart. Future training to know the will of God and the call of God is going to require future training. God is going to connect you with a ministry that teaches and trains young people. So get ready for more training. Get ready to be part of a ministry that trains young people and then disperses them to the nations of the earth. Don't go out and try to make it happen. It's all going to happen naturally. It's all going to happen organically. But there's a call of God upon your life to the nations. And I just see you being part of a team. Sometimes you'll be a part of a medical team. You'll be with teams that will have like a medical ministry and you'll be a part of that. But other times you'll be a part of just evangelistic teams, youth-oriented to go to other nations. But before that, you're going to need some training. So the Holy Spirit, like I taught, will connect you with that organization. He'll make it happen. You'll have that inner witness. Your parents will affirm it. But I see God using you. But first, you're going to need some training to be useful in the hands of the Lord. Slap me five. Amen. Stay away from boys. Stay away from boys. Okay, almost done. Almost done, almost done, almost done, almost done. Real, real quick, can I pray for you, sweetheart? What's your first name? Leanna. Hey, Leanna. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are nine gifts or nine manifestations or nine glowings of the Holy Spirit. Interesting words in the Greek. Um, and so one of those gifts, are you familiar with the 1 Corinthians 12 list? The nine manifestations of the Spirit. Okay, there are nine there. There is one there called the gift of the word of knowledge. I'd like you to make an appointment with Pastor Pam. Won't take long. Sit down. Uh, she will talk to you about 
that gift. I want to recommend that you would buy a book by, by Kenneth Hagen Sr. called The Holy Spirit and His Gifts. It's the best book I've read on the subject. Buy that book, Kenneth Hagen, The Holy Spirit and His Gifts, and read up on the gift of the word of knowledge, okay? Because I just imparted it into you there, and you're going to begin to operate in that gift, but you've got to find out what it is so you can begin to operate in it, okay? You may be seated. Also, in your personal life, there's a lot of upheaval, a lot of chaos, a lot of hurt, a lot of rejection, betrayal, abandonment, all that stuff, that mess that you find yourself navigating through. But the Lord loves you. He's with you. He's for you. I just saw him take you by your hand and say, come on. And I see the Lord leading you through that swamp, that muck, that mire, that mess, and getting you out of it and putting your feet back on that solid rock. So get ready for a turnaround in your circumstances, says the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Everybody doing good? You guys together, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, father, daughter, mother, sister, what are you? Stand up real, real quick. Stand up. How did you get such a beautiful wife? You need to thank God every day. Every day. He just said every day. Uh, so I don't know you. I know nothing about you. What's your first name? Jake. Hey, Jake. And? Sydney. Cindy? Sydney. Like Sydney. Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Okay, didn't hear you. Jake and Sydney. Okay, listen. Oh, what you've been going through has not been the devil. It has been God. I had to take you through the ringer. I had to take you through the valley of the shadow of death. But I taught you to fear no evil, for my rod and my staff comforted you. But the Lord would say, I'm also a good shepherd, and I restore souls. I'm laying my hands on you and you. I'm restoring your souls. I'm anointing your heads with oil, and now your cups will run over. The Lord would say to both of you, ministry, 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 ministry. You, you tried to connect with people that used you and abused you and said all manner of evil against you, vile, vile things about you. Welcome to the ministry. Welcome to the ministry. I had to find out how you would respond to rejection. You have passed the test. You have passed the test. Now the Lord says, I'm going to put you on the right path. You're going to begin to follow me in a new, in an unusual direction. I'm going to place you guys in a church, a ministry couple, an assistant pastoral couple, ministry, 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 brought them in, brought them in. They've, they've excelled at what they've been called to do. Uh, and I mean this on purpose. The biracial thing was all part of God's setup. I'm going to begin to use you two to appeal to multi-ethnic, multi-racial groups of people. Um, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready for the average mean color of this church to change. Get ready for people of color. Come on. Get ready. All the white people say amen. amen. Crying out loud. What have I got to do? Hand feed you? Amen, all the white people. How many here are white? You and I are really white. You know what I mean, Brian? We need people of color. <laughs> we need people of color. Amen. Uh, and so I don't know you. I don't know what you've come through, but there's wounds and scars oh, uh, all over both of you. It's a miracle you survived. They, they wanted to take you out. Uh, um, but you did. Ha ha, you did. You did. And I'm supposed to tell both of you, greater is he that was in you, and he is in you, than he that was in the world. 
And God would say, now I'm going to give you a reward. You're going to be welcome. You're going to be loved. You're going to be received. And I don't know you guys, so I'm going to turn my back on you so you can't convince me out of this. Uh, I brought you here. 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 So blossom where you're planted. Blossom where you're planted. Blossom where you're planted. Anyway, ministry, 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 ministry. Future, 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 future. You're going to start low. You're going to climb the ladder. First in charge of this, then in charge of that. Assistant here, assistant there, assistant here, assistant there. But then I'm going to grow you, grow you, grow you, grow you. You guys are destined for a senior pastoral role in the church, but it's going to take a while. So in the meantime, please forgive Please forgive them that did that to you. What they did was horrible. What they did was terrible. What they did was demonic. I said, I said, I said, what they did to you too was demonic. It was demonic. And my son, you you don't think you took a hit, but you did. I'm healing you on the inside. You'll no longer wrestle with what they did. You are faithful. You are loyal. In a million years, you would not have done to others what they did to you but you got over it now you're coming out of the valley of the shadow of death now you're coming out of the valley of the shadow of death and the Lord would say together 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 you're going to be an integral part of what I'm doing in the region in the region so I will promote you I will promote you I will promote you don't look for a name don't look for a title don't look for a salary don't look for benefits don't look to promote yourself don't look to get in other people's way get out of my way get out of my way God says go hide and I will find you go hide and I will find you and I will open a door for you and you that no man can open or close says the Lord Amen Amen Amen. So little girl to me you're a little girl stand up we're not done well you got that hair going on that is absolutely beautiful that is absolutely beautiful you and I need something like that we need her to lay hands. Well, you, you would look good in something well, like that. I could see that. I nice, used to wear my hair that Like that? Yeah. Nice big pile of hair on top of your head. Uh, sweetheart, how old are you? I'm 31. 31. You look 21. That's great. But I want to say something to you. You've heard over the years references about your prophetic gift. And you really haven't had it modeled. You really haven't had it modeled to know how you should do it. You've kind of stumbled in this area, you know, spitted and sputtered. And no, I'm just telling you, kind of, you just tried to get it done. But there really hasn't been a full flow or a real release of it. But I'm supposed to affirm and confirm that there's a gift on the inside that is being formed right now. It's sort of like you're pregnant, but the baby is just growing, spiritually speaking. So you are pregnant with prophecy. You're going to see it modeled. You learned something here today. But get ready. You're going to begin to move in a really good prophetic model. And when I looked at you, you were just prophesying up a storm. So get ready for this prophetic gift to come to the forefront of your life. Now listen, man of God, you've had at least one person describe you as apostolic. And you said, man, I'm way too young for that. And you are. But God would say, over the months and years that lie ahead, you're going to grow develop and evolve into a true apostolic man so it's your future it's your destiny it's your potential how old are you okay now you all just said what do you mean he's too young he's too young i've been the churches where they had a 22 year old elder i sat down with the leadership and said you made a mistake well he's a great guy yes he is and he's 22 don't look at me that way. You can't be an elder when you're 22 years old. Give me a break. You know what elder means? Elder! Doesn't mean younger. 
So I meant this with all due respect. I'm telling you, you are growing into an apostolic call. Listen, listen. What did Jesus do for the first 30 years of his life? He lived at home. He made furniture with his father. He studied the scriptures and went to synagogue. Come on. That's what he did. What was that? That was training. He had 30 years of training for three and a half years of ministry. We do just the opposite. We go for three and a half years of training for 30 years of ministry. But I'm telling you, you're right where you need to be. But I'm just telling you, you're apostolic. It's all over you. So go ahead and explore that and do that and be that. But you're growing into that. So apostolic and prophetic. Get ready for a demand to be upon you. You've seen some really bad models of the prophetic. Yeah, I know. I can even tell you what you've seen. And it hasn't been good. But you're nothing like that. You're nothing like that. At all. At all. And so, let me say this. I can get away with this. I see some people of color have treated you like dirt. I'm just telling you what I see. They treated you like dirt. And I'm going to tell you, they said some racial things and racist things to you about him. And so Lord told me to tell you, they're the ones that are racist. They're the ones. The very people that you thought would align with you because of your ethnicity, they rose against you. And so you've not been bitter. You've not been resentful. But you said, man, I guess I got surprised by that. But God's people will surround you too and align themselves with both of you and they will accept you and they will receive you and you will be an apostolic and a prophetic couple. So get ready to prophesy, all right? Your time is not going to be your own anymore. So begin to grow and develop your prophetic gift. I'm done. You aren't. Please give the Lord a hand. Wow. Thank you guys for staying connected and staying in that atmosphere, in that realm of just drawing out that gift. Uh, How many of you were excited to hear what God spoke to people in this room this morning? Amen. I, I will tell you the same thing that we said last night before the meeting. If you're sitting there today and you're thinking, well, I didn't get a word, here's what I want you to do. Be excited for what God spoke to people in this room today. Because that opens the door to say, oh, I'm going to hear God's voice because I didn't get bitter, I didn't get upset about what he spoke to everybody else. So stay in that place of just thankfulness. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to us. Uh, Let's go ahead and stand. You guys have been patient, sitting a long time. Appreciate every single one of you in this room this morning. Thank you for being here. Can we give one more hand to Denny for being obedient to do what God asked him to do.